I'm Robin Hawkins, and you're listening to Watered Down Women. Hoping to be free, found a new home in the cemetery. With each passing year, a tree adds a new layer of wood to its trunk, and this growth forms circular bands that accumulate over time. When the tree falls, and its trunk splits, the rounded collection is exposed, and each ring tells a story, almost serving as a historical biography of that particular tree. Details ranging from rainfall amounts, lightning strikes, and even its age are recorded in the wood. Unfortunately, a barren piece of ground cannot chronicle the events that happened on it. Architecturally speaking, history can be documented by the structural styles of the homes in an area. Be they Victorian, colonial, or craftsman style, much can be revealed about a neighborhood by the artistry of its houses. Demographics such as the social status of the residents, their educational levels, or the pride in which they live their lives can be inferred by the quality of their homes. But what if the neighborhood has no particular style and is made up of a hodgepodge collection of pieced together dwellings? Does it mean that its inhabitants have no honor or don't delight in their lives and families? In the 1960s, anthropologist Oscar Lewis described the poor as marginal people who know only their own troubles, their own local conditions, their own neighborhood, and their own way of life. Usually, they have neither the knowledge, the vision, nor the ideology to see the similarities between their problems and those of others like themselves elsewhere in the world. In other words, they are not class conscious. Most families on Mansfield's North End would have begged to differ with Mr. Lewis's opinion. Because living in a culture of poverty themselves, they were very much aware of their place in a system of social classes. A child born into poverty or into circumstances beyond his or her control is fully aware of their conditions because that is all they are capable of seeing. In January 1966, the Vietnam War was escalating. Race riots and anti-war protests were sweeping across our country. Italian fashion was the latest clothing fad. The Beatles were preparing for their third and final concert tour in the United States. But happenings on the world stage are irrelevant when your own world is falling apart. Because while all of these events were happening on the global level, 11 children on Prior Road were grieving the loss of their mother, and Texas child bride Catherine Smith's dream of a life filled with marital bliss was already falling apart. 
Kathy and John Smith were living in Harris County, Texas at the time of their marriage. She was barely 17 when she wed, and her husband was 15 years her senior. Very little was known about Mr. Smith, and the only documented information is that he completed school only through the eighth grade and served in the U.S. Army from 1952 to 1954. Reports from individuals who knew him, either as a neighbor or as an acquaintance, described him as having a forceful personality and quite demanding in nature. Those same respondents claim that they can remember Kathy as being backward and simple-minded. If Kathy was indeed as unlearned and oblivious as she was portrayed, then she would have been the perfect target for a man of John Smith's cunningness. Mr. Smith enlisted in the U.S. Army in 1952 at the age of 18, and by the time he reached the age of 20, he was living back with his father in Stark County, Ohio. In 1952, Congress enacted the Armed Forces Reserve Act, which compelled all enlisted and drafted men to an eight-year military service obligation. Evidently, Mr. Smith didn't comply with this agreement. From the time he left the military until he arrived in Harris County, Texas, John Smith cleverly and skillfully evaded any records of evidence because for this 12-year period, he was totally off the radar. But if only he had remained in Ohio. If onlys and what ifs have entered into the minds and thoughts of every person who's ever breathed. Can the action of a single person cause a torrent of devastation that affects several generations? When we consider that landslides are caused by disturbances in the natural stability of a slope, or in this case, a life, we don't always immediately consider the negative effects of that landslide such as the collateral damage sustained along its path or the flood of grief that follows. I am in no way blaming Mr. Smith for what was to follow because he couldn't have possibly known of the misery and despair that lay in wait in Mansfield's North End. One year into the marriage of Kathy Smith and her much older husband John, she gave birth to their first child, a daughter whom she obediently named Johnny. In the following year, she birthed the son and acquiesced to her spouse's wishes and called their son John Jr. The tradition of giving a child the name of his parent is known as a patronym and is a centuries-old tradition that serves as a symbol of familial fealty or family loyalty. Some debate has occurred over this practice and that it has been described as an act of self-aggrandizing and that it denies the child his or her own identity. Regardless of their reasoning, Mr. and Mrs. Smith were gifted with two uniformly named children and for the time being, 
Kathy was dutifully fulfilling her wifely obligations. Over time, and unlike the title to the Beach Boys' late 60s hit song, the Smith family wasn't picking up good vibrations from its Gulf Coast, Texas life. And John felt that a change was in order. In the summer of 1969, far-reaching events of great magnitude were happening in the United States. Astronauts Neil Armstrong, Edwin Buzz Aldrin, and Michael Collins blasted off the Earth's surface, and four days later, Armstrong became the first human to walk on the moon, taking our country to the forefront of space exploration. Senator Edward Kennedy abandoned Mary Jo Kopechny in a submerged car, causing quite a stir in the realm of politics. And the cult known as the Manson family was terrorizing the Los Angeles hillside region. Actress Sharon Tate and four others were brutally and gruesomely murdered when the depraved group invaded her Cielo Drive home. It was reported that Miss Tate had a premonition one year before her death that she would have her throat slit and die alongside her hairstylist, Jay Sebring. With the whirlwind of activity happening across the nation, life in Texas was winding down for the Smith family. Being originally from Ohio and having several relatives living in the state, John Smith decided to pack up his submissively docile wife, along with his two namesakes, and travel across the country and return to the familiarity of his birthplace. It isn't known if they settled temporarily back in Stark County at first, but something drew him to the area of Little Kentucky. Records show that Mr. Smith had relatives in that same neighborhood and property tax information shows evidence of his paternal aunts and uncles living in Mansfield, Ohio at that very time. The domino effect, or a chain reaction, is produced when one event sets off a chain of similar events, and we could suppose that some unforeseen misfortune occurred in Texas, leaving them no other option than to return to his birth state. Or did their move have nothing at all to do with Mr. Smith? Blue moon of Kentucky, keep on shining. Red moon of little Kentucky, keep on trying. When Kathy moved into a five-room house just yards away from Pryor Road, there would be no soothing sounds of Gulf Shore waves to greet her and no white sandy beaches for her to take in the sun. But within walking distance was a dense thicket of woods that soon would beckon her to its realm. It's been said that land can feel the effects of man's sin, and some primitive cultures believe that land holds the memory of whatever was done upon it. 
and some societies believe that land can be cursed by a supernatural force that can cause injury or great harm to something or someone. While interviewing people who knew Kathy during her time in Ohio, respondents use terms such as slow and doltish to describe the naive and childish mother of two. Some studies reveal a direct correlation between intelligence levels and decision-making abilities. Findings show that individuals with below average functioning levels are more likely to make poor choices if left to their own volition. And those with fewer mental resources may be unable to cope with complicated life issues and responsibilities. In all fairness to Kathy, immaturity can often be misconstrued as intellectually low functioning. Imagine being in her shoes, living in the most rundown area of a strange new town, having no relatives nearby, and with few, if any, houses equipped with telephones, then no way to contact them. She probably felt depressed, lonely, anxious, and afraid. With no friends to call her own, perhaps on a warm spring day, all alone, she took her kids for a stroll to a nearby park and saw a man who caught her eye. Maybe this handsome stranger greeted her warmly or spoke kindly to her children, or maybe he just simply smiled as he passed by. That night, when she went to bed and rested her head on a pillow, did she, like the actress Sharon Tate, foresee her own demise? Water down women with diluted dreams All hope for joy has been washed down the stream A fool's paradise hoping to be free Grab a shovel and join me each Monday as we dig a little deeper and uncover the tragedies of watered down women. With no help from above, passionate promises made with each breath, deceptive affection ended in death. Shattered image of a fairy tale life was filled.